Welcome to Adulting 101, the bi-weekly workshop-style podcast designed to guide and motivate millennials in all facets of their lives. You're listening to episode 15, How to Travel on a Budget. Super relevant as I'm broadcasting this all the way from New Brunswick. Whether you're interested in learning how to manage your money, get healthy, or just live a happy and productive life, I've got it all here for you. While I can't confidently say I have it together 100% of the time, I'm happy to share my struggles along this journey. Adulting may be seemingly impossible at times, but it doesn't have to be that hard. So come along with me as I hope to inspire you to finally take control of your life. If you're not already, please feel free to check out my website, daniellebuzzadult.com. Follow me on Instagram at daniellebuzzadult. Without further ado, I'm super excited to have you here today. So let's get into it. Hey, hi, and hello. So, y'all want to go somewhere, don't you? Going on vacation is fun. But let me guess, you have no money, or you have no time, or if you take the time, you won't have any money. And going on vacation costs all this money, and you're spending all this money, and it's all about the money, honey. Well, guess what? I have three tips for you for how to travel on a budget. Whether you're looking to travel local or international, and you just want to cut some costs, I have the tips for you. Now you're probably sitting there, girl, what kind of credentials do you have? Well, honey, let me tell you. I have traveled to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Singapore, Mexico, Puerto Rico, throughout the United States. And honey, I am a very frugal person. So trust me, I know how to spy a deal. So today I just want to walk through three quick tips that I've used and that you can use to finally get your dreams to travel somewhere off and running without having to worry about the financial burden so heavily. And like I said before, you can apply this to both domestic or international travel. So here we go. Let's get into it. So first things first, I want to talk about flights. Flights are easily the most expensive part about traveling, and unless you can get a good deal, you are looking at a pretty significant amount of money in terms of the proportion of the amount you're going to spend on your trip. A large portion of that is going to go towards the travel itself. So for this, I'll tell you the three websites or apps that I have used in the past to find a good deal. So the first one is Skip Lagged. So this is good for domestic flights or if you want to fly anywhere into the States. Basically, the way the website is designed is it finds you, say you wanted to fly from Toronto to Calgary. Well, it's going to find you a flight that might actually be a flight to Vancouver, but it connects in Calgary. So it's a lot cheaper sometimes to pay for that long haul flight rather than a direct flight to Calgary. So you pay for your flight to Vancouver and then you only pack a carry-on and you just get off in Calgary. Um, The website will indicate when the flight is one of those, like a secret stopover flight, Um, but it also finds you direct deals as well, which is nice. The next option is skyscanner.net. So I found this when I was living in Asia and I used it literally throughout the whole eight months I was there. And so it works kind of like flights.google.com where you just type in the destination you're um, you're wanting to go and then your departure um, location as well. And then it will find you the cheapest flight for those dates or it actually highlights a calendar and you can sort of shift the dates around to whatever is the cheapest. Um, the last one is called Hopper and this is an app on your phone. I'm not sure if they have a website. I've never actually looked. Um, but this one is neat because you can save destinations. So last year, my friend and I flew to Washington for Canada day, kind of ironic. I know. Um, but we used Hopper to find the deal because it, uh, alerts you every time a new 
you see a price drop or if they anticipate the price is going to increase, they tell you like, hey, book your flight today or you're going to miss out. So those would be my top three websites or apps, Skiplagged, Skyscanner, and Hopper. Um, the last is just a website that I check and that's called YYZ Deals. So this is for people located in the Toronto area who would typically fly out of Pearson International. And this guy literally just like searches the internet to find the best deals. So you kind of have to check it regularly or at least sign up for the mailing list to be notified of when a good deal comes up because they go so quickly because literally thousands of people follow this website. So when he says, oh, you can get flights to the Bahamas for $150, people are on it. So that's something you have to check. Um, and it only works if you have like the ability sometimes to book on short notice or other times he finds deals far in advance, but you just kind of have to be flexible and not too specific on when it is you want to go. So after you've booked your flight or maybe you're just going to drive somewhere, um, you're going to need somewhere to stay, obviously. So I have three recommendations for accommodations. The first one being Airbnb, which is something I've fallen in love with over the past couple of years. And I literally don't go anywhere and stay in a hotel anymore. I just book Airbnbs. So I assume most people kind of know what that is by now, but if not, it's basically just where people rent out either a room or their whole apartment or their whole house, or sometimes it's just like a couch in their living room, and you basically pay to stay there. Um, sometimes you can get places that are set up like bed and breakfast. So for this trip that I'm on right now, um, we're actually staying at different farms, and most of them include like a continental breakfast in the morning, which is nice because we're doing a pretty long haul road trip, so... Um, but in other cases, I've had it where you just have access to the whole condo in downtown Toronto and you can cook all your own meals or where I literally just had a bed in a bedroom and I came in and slept and drank tea in the morning and then left. Um, so that is a really good option. And I have a discount code, which I will include in the description below. So if you use that, you get $25 off your first stay. So next would be hostelworld.com. So if you're more of the traditional backpacking traveler who is interested in meeting lots of new people and you're comfortable in sharing a space with a lot of strangers, then I definitely recommend checking out this website. Um, I stayed in hostels all throughout Southeast Asia and I met so many amazing people. Um, I remember a weekend that I spent in central Vietnam and I decided to go by myself and I was a little bit nervous cause I'd never been there before. And obviously I'm by myself. So, but as soon as I got into my dorm room, I met a girl from the Netherlands and we hit it off and we spent the whole weekend together. So it's a great way to network and make friends. Um, Obviously, I also stayed um, in a much larger dorm that had, I believe, 19 beds. And so obviously, in situations like that, you get some people who are really disrespectful and come in belligerent in the middle of the night uh, and turn all the lights on or you get like people having sex in the bed next to you which is a little weird but you know what depending on your tastes and what you can handle it's a really cheap option uh, I know my sister and I stayed in a four bed hostel in New York City and we only ended up each paying like $30 a night which for New York is super cheap so it is an option if you're on a budget 
And frankly, like I said, it's a really cool way to meet new people. Um, the third option is sort of similar to this, I guess, and it's uh, couchsurfing.com. So basically you register as either someone who wants to provide their couch, but because this is themed on travel, you would register yourself as a couch surfer and people let you stay in their house for free, um, typically on the couch or sometimes it's just on the floor and you bring a sleeping bag or whatever. But basically people offer free accommodations to people who are traveling. So this is more so for backpackers, but I know of friends who have used it when they were traveling just around the area. Like they drove up to Thunder Bay and needed a couch to crash on. So they looked it up on couchsurfing.com. So that's a good option as well. Now, this last tip I have for you is sort of my little secret, and it's something I highly recommend anyone who has decent enough credit to qualify for a credit card to go out and do, because it's an easy way to get $250 for free. That's right, you heard me, $250 for travel for free. So, um, and sorry, this is specific to people who go to Scotiabank, um, only because that's where I bank. So that's how I know this, but I'm sure you can probably get this credit card through other banks now that I think about it. Sorry, I'm traveling. I didn't have time to do a lot of research. So basically what I'm talking about is the American Express gold card. Um, I know this card has like over a hundred dollar a year annual fee. However, they typically always have a promotion where they will waive the first year's fee for any new users who sign up. So basically you sign up, you get this card for free. And then if you spend $1,500, so $1,500 within your first three months of having the credit card, Amex will grant you 25,000 points, which is the equivalent of $250 that you can use either for travel you book on your credit card. So for example, if you booked an Airbnb, you can use that credit towards the price of the Airbnb, which I've done on multiple occasions, or they have specifically with Scotia, you can go through the rewards program and redeem the points through their travel agency if you wanted to book a flight somewhere. But if you just paid for a flight on your credit card, you could redeem those points that way. So like I said, these $250 can be used for any sort of travel. So that includes hotel, car rentals, flights, and basically whatever else you associate with travel. If something's not covered, you can always dispute it. Um, so obviously what I would recommend, um, and if you think, oh, $1,500 is a lot of money to spend, I would honestly just use your credit card for literally every single purchase you make as if it were your debit card. And then just make sure you're going into your bank every day and transferring over whatever it is you spent on it. Um, at the end of the day, though, you obviously don't want to get stuck with that $100 fee. So my biggest piece of advice is to make sure that you cancel the card before that annual fee comes due. So that's what I did. I used up all my points, canceled the card, and called it a day, and it was absolutely no cost to me. So that was awesome. Those are basically my three main tips for saving money while traveling. Obviously, the last thing I want to leave you with is just to make sure that you make a plan. If you're going somewhere, just have an idea of what's available in that area. Research local places to eat or perhaps talk to the locals once you get there. Street food is usually your cheapest option um, or you can pack food if you're sort of going on like a road trip. Not saying to make your plan super strict, but just know what your options are so you don't risk making any impulse decisions once you get there. I'm sorry if this was a little long-winded, but I hope you find it useful at least a little bit. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, follow me on Instagram at Danielle Does it all, or on Twitter or Snapchat at Danielle Ryan. That's Danielle with two A's. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you again soon.